Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sherlock with Jay and Jack. My name is Jay. And I'm Scary Clown. And welcome to the show. How are you doing, Jack? Doing great. I don't know why... Uh, wouldn't just a regular clown costume be good enough? Why do you have to be Scary Clown? Yeah, I think it just adds to the mystique of their... I don't know. Bad enough you're robbing me, but you have to be a Scary Clown? Maybe that's the angle. They're just trying to scare you into sub- submission. Well, it worked. I was I was trying to call on my credit card number. With the, I was so afraid. <laughs> I was terrified. Oh, man. Well, uh, we had the second episode of Series 3 of Sherlock, The Sign of Three, um, focusing around John Watson and now the newly married Mary Watson's uh, wedding. Yes. And uh, what do you think of it? Um, Funny episode, entertaining episode, but a little short, lacking on the mystery part. Uh-huh. That's the only thing. I mean, just a little mystery part. I'm a little upset with myself because when they focus on that belt buckle... At the I beginning, go, yeah, beginning of the episode? Where, yeah, where he was... Um, oh, I guess we'll get to it in the Major recap. Major Schulter? Yeah. I Schulte. said Schulte. I was like going, um... You know, if this had been lost, I would have gone back and paused it. Because <laughs> I said oh, they're really focusing on the belt buckle. Yeah. When he was getting dressed. I go, there has to be something there, but I guess I said, no, nah, let's just keep going. But the, that time they came back to it... He had gone on with something else in the story and kind of threw me off. And so that, that part of the mystery worked because I stopped thinking about the belt buckle until they came up with the reveal. Like, oh, not that I would have figured out that there was something in the belt buckle that was. Yeah. Well, it's not something in. It's just he used the belt and stabbed right. him. Right. It was so tight. You wouldn't feel the getting stabbed. Right. So but I knew there was something going on with the belt and all that stuff. But... From a mystery perspective, though, I did like that. I, I, the this season's definitely more character driven. It's more uh, kind of focusing on how Sherlock's becoming more human, um, or just his relationships and how they're making him more human. It's definitely the focus of this season, right? Um, but I did like the mystery and how he kind of just un- the mystery unfolded from him going to these previous ones that he couldn't really solve, and then him kind of solving them there at the wedding, which I thought was fun. But I think it's a mix because I think some people watch it because they want the mystery. They want oh yeah. They- they want to hold, but this was definitely this. Like you said, these first two episodes definitely been about characters, how Mary's evolving into part of the group. You know the yeah. sh- how how she's getting involved with Sherlock and John on their on their cases. Mm-hmm. How important she is right now, and so we'll see. I mean, it was, like I said, it wasn't it wasn't my favorite episode, um, but it was it was good. It was funny. I was laughing pretty much the whole time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like the kid that was uh, the the ring bearer who was who was giving Sherlock a hug and all that stuff like that, and because mm-hmm. he was showing him gross stuff that yeah. he enjoyed. And I felt bad for Sherlock at the end. Oh. He had nobody. He had nobody to dance with. Mm-hmm. Poor Which guy. I think I think with the first two seasons it wouldn't have mattered. Yep. But now it does. He he has he has a heart. And that's and that's. The, what I think they're really showing here with this is just how far he's or how much he's changed, even from his brother, um, who just hasn't changed. Uh, no. And kind of seeing the difference between the two. Um, but uh, what do you say we get into our Sherlock recap? I say we do it. All right, here we go. Um, all right, this episode starts out uh, very humorously with Lestrade um, and Donovan tracking down the bank gang. 
Right. Um, and being one step behind each time, like he gets him in court, and you know he's just running out of the court, frustrated that he they got away with it again. He keeps kind of escalating what he has to do to try and get these guys, and every time they're one step ahead. Um, and he he does drive a nice BMW. Yes, he does. I'm in the wrong business. <laughs> Uh, but he finally uh, gets them, gets everything that he needs, and as they're going in to uh, grab the uh, bank gang and finally get him, um, even Donovan's respecting him, calling him boss, um, he gets a text from Sherlock that he needs help immediately. Um, so Lestrade, brings, Didn't he also say bring uh, backup? Or well, yes. Yeah, so he leaves, surprisingly, to Donovan, um, and he says, give me maximum, maximum backup for Baker Street. Um, so he gets there, and Sherlock needs uh, anecdotes for his best man speech. Right. As the Sher- the helicopters and everything starts surrounding. Because uh, this was going to be his, his moment to shine. Yeah. Because she even says someone else is going to get the credit. I can't remember who it was. but Donovan, I think. Yeah, and, she, and, and he goes, I have to go. <laughs> poor, poor, poor Lestrade. Um, right. We have the Sherlock theme sequence, and uh, we then go to Sherlock, who is dancing to a violin piece that he composed for John and Mary, and it is their wedding day. It is. Um, Mrs. Hudson brings tea, and Shark hasn't realized that the tea just doesn't appear there. She brings it every single morning. <laughs> and uh, she talks about how marriage changes people, uh, but Sherlock doesn't quite get it, and he wants Mrs. Hudson to go get some biscuits. Well, didn't she... Is, is this where he says, well, your husband was a... Ser- uh, yes. Yeah. So I thought that was... He's just a matter of fact. Yes, very much so. Um, and as he puts on or looks at his text, he says, off to battle. Um, we then go to a military man uh, getting dressed and uh, half his body is scarred. We later find out this is uh, Major uh, Sholto. And uh, something's going on. And like you said, they focus on the belt. Well, they also, on the, it was the other guy too. Um, the other guy. We'll go on later on. Yes. Um, so then we go to John and Mary as they exit the church. The wedding has just happened. Um, and Sherlock and the maid of honor bond over finding her a proper suitor. Right. Um, and we then go to the procession. And uh, Sherlock scares away one of Mary's exes, which is pretty funny. <laughs> well, I like how they have the backstory on what happened. Because yes. <laughs> he, she, goes, she goes in to hug him and give him a kiss on the cheek. Then he backs away. And I thought that was odd. And then we find the backstory. And I go, ah, now we know. <laughs> um, we then go to uh, Sherlock, who's made a friend with the ring bearer, and they bond over murder pictures. <laughs> Look at what are that? Oh, those are maggots in his eyes. Ooh, cool. <laughs> uh, we then go to uh, Sherlock and the maid of honor, just named Janine, um, and they're still analyzing suitors, uh, which is pretty funny. And uh, John's uh, commanding officer, Major Sholto, arrives, much to John and Mary's surprise. He didn't think he would show up because he didn't show up for anything. Um, and Sherlock is a bit jealous of Major yeah. Sholto. Yeah, a little. Uh, he was he was upset. Um, when they go to John and Major Sholto, and they are catching up a bit, um, and he says that uh, he is living far away from everything, and uh, that John's uh, civilian life is suiting him. Well, because didn't Mary say that John talks about him all the time? Yes. And, and Sherlock says, "Really? He never mentioned him to me." Yes, because that we do go to Sherlock and Mary, and uh, he's still very jealous. Uh, but Mary doesn't seem to like the wine. No, she can't. The wine is not. Uh, she picked, and she picked it out. Yeah. She said it was like a bitter taste, right? We later find that, that was a clue to something. Yeah. Um, we then go to uh, Mycroft, who is uh, jogging, and. Uh, 
uh, Sherlock calls him and uh, asks him if uh, he is attending, and Mycroft is not. Uh, and Mycroft tells him uh, that he'll be seeing more of him now that they're getting married. Uh, Sherlock still doesn't really understand, um, but he says, married people change, and this is why I told you not to get involved. And he finishes the call with, do you remember Redbeard? Which kind of sends uh, Sherlock a little bit upset to uh, right. does, hang up the does freak does freak him out a little bit. So what do you think Redbeard is? I don't know. Some kind of pirate. Okay. <laughs> um, we then go to uh, one of the main events uh, of the episode, and that is the best man speech. Um, it is slow and awkward at first, uh, and then we go to kind of in the past to Molly. Was uh, this speech longer than a Catholic wedding? Uh, maybe, possibly. <laughs> Um, Molly uh, confides in their side that she's nervous about Sherlock doing the speech um, and Mrs. Hudson isn't worried but she starts laughing hysterically about telegrams now I've been to a few weddings I've never heard of telegrams before this may be a British tradition for weddings that I don't know about it, it must be because I've never been but there's like you know I, I had never heard of an after party after the after well, your wedding afterwards an after party mm-hmm. I'd never I'd never heard of that so every Every part of the country, every part of the world is different. We all have different traditions. And so you always hear something new, but I've never heard. I guess it's telegrams for people who couldn't make it. Exactly. And uh, see, my, my, my th- feeling is if you couldn't make it, we're not going to waste our time with you not here. Um, am, well, am, I being, am I being too hard, too, too uh, cold on that one? Possibly. But in cheery old well, England, they don't mind as much, I guess. Why, why should you waste time on people that aren't there? Because what if you couldn't attend? You wanted to attend. You just want to send well, your best wishes. Then they can. Then you can send it to the bride and groom. They can read them on their honeymoon or whatever they want. But why? Why bore the guest with your countless telegram for you not being there? I don't know. I didn't start the tradition. I'm just throwing. I'm just saying. Um, Sherlock's speech was long enough. <laughs> when's When's the food coming? I'm hungry. Uh, so Mike Stanford says his regards and many others, but uh, Sherlock doesn't pay too much attention. He just kind of eventually drops him and doesn't care. You know why? Why? He's thinking they're not here. Why am I wasting the time, the people's time with it? Move so on. So you and Sherlock are very uh, similar here. Is what I'm exactly, one hundred percent. So he moves on to the subject of John um, and him asking him to be his best man, um, and then brings up I think a very hilarious scene between the two of them. Uh, where John uh, brings up the best man, but Sherlock just doesn't get it. No. Um, so first he brings up one guy who thinks is the best man, and then he goes, well, why don't you do uh, uh, Gavin Lestrade? And John goes, Greg, his name is Craig. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, he's still not getting it, and John spells it out that, you know, you're you're my best friend, you're one of the most important people in my life, it's an important day, I want you there. Um, and then Sherlock goes catatonic. And then he giving all this eloquent description of how he's feeling in the speech, um, to which he later uh, says that this was all in his head and he never told it to John. <laughs> um, but he realizes that he is John's best friend, which is uh, a big change for Sherlock because he never thought he would be anybody's best friend. Right. Um, and he drinks uh, the eyeball tea. Uh, he was doing something yeah, was, with an eyeball. It was That was weird, but... It's Sherlock, so we go with it. <laughs> um, this scene was actually uh, the scene that was pre- uh, previewed at Comic-Con this past year. Was it? Yep. The, the, just this scene specifically about him uh, asking him to be his best man. So though, It was fun watching that scene with 4,000 like-minded Sherlock fans, and the whole place was like busting up. It was a lot of fun. So uh, he then goes on to bash marriage, uh, which, again, I think you and Sherlock here are kind of lining up pretty well. 
Um, and then he is, uh, leads to talking about John, um, and then he bashes God, which I guess you don't do too uh, too often. Oh, not um, in pu- not in public. I, which... I do it. I do it on the side so God can't hear me. <laughs> um, so the the guests are all kind of horrified and kind of upset. Um, and he says, "I'm the most unpleasant man." Um, and gets the speech gets heartfelt where he's saying, I'm an unpleasant person, uh, but John isn't. He's a great person, and he's the person that saved me so many times and the only reason why I'm able to do what I do. Um, so everybody get everybody gets emotional. Uh, yeah, they're, they're all crying. And he tries to go to funny stories about John, um, but he just doesn't understand why people are crying, uh, which I thought was really sweet. And John gives him a hug. Yeah, it was, it was a sweet scene. Uh, so then he gets to go to his funny stories about John. Uh, first is the hollow client, um, which <laughs> is a man or a suit that's there, but nobody in it. Um, then we go to the poison giant, um, which is a dwarf with a poison, what is it, darts that he's spitting darts, out. Darts, yeah. Um, there's the matchbox case. There's the touching case, a woman that has an affair that he just doesn't really care about. And then he talks about, well, then there's the elephant in the room, which is quite literally... An, an elephant, elephant in a in room, room. Um, which I thought was really funny. Um, then we go to uh, one of the mysteries uh, that was a part of John Watson's blog, which is a part of the discussion, is the Bloody Guardsman. And I like how they kind of bring up the page from the blog to kind of set it up. Right. Um, so the uh, Sherlock is helping Mary uh, on seating arrangements, helping her find out who uh, actually likes her or who hates her um, by subtle little tales. And uh, Mary gets a call from Beth, um, but is a play to set John and uh, Sherlock out to solve a case, which I thought was pretty cute. Yes, I enjoyed it. Um, but we find out that Sherlock is in on it as well, but doesn't really realize that it's also John that is in on it. And it's Mary that's kind of setting the two of them up because I think she realizes that they both need it. They need to get out. Yes. They need a break. Um, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, Mary Sharp. She... she uh... She's an understanding. Uh, she's a good. Wife, she's a good. She's a good wife, wife to be. Yeah. Yes. She's a good wife. Hmm. <laughs> that could be a TV show. It could be. It could no, be. I would never work. Um. So they have to wait to see uh, the guard, and um. So they are waiting and kind of staring at him uh, out in the thing, and these are those cool guardsmen with the big black puffy hats and the red coats. It was. It was Bainbridge, right? Yes, Bain. Uh, Brainbridge. Brainbridge. Um, but he, he, he also when he gets dressed, we'll get to it later on. They focused on his buckle. Yeah, he does. He does. Anyway, that's where I think I I should have figured out something, but I just didn't. See, you were you were laughing so hard you couldn't pay attention to it. That's where they got you. They did. They threw me off with the whole wedding stuff. <laughs> um. So uh, as they're sitting on a bench waiting to talk to Brainbridge, uh. Sherlock brings up Major Shoto, and um, he, we find out he was a part of a mission that went wrong. Uh, people, a lot of people died except for him. I mean, he is hated. Um, and John asks Sherlock why he brings it up, and Sherlock says, oh, I'm just chatting, um, and I'll never do that again. <laughs> no more small talk for me. No. Um, John tries to same, change subject about the wedding, how things aren't going to change between the two, uh, but Sherlock uh, walks away and uh, sneaks inside. Uh, wearing one of the guards' hats, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, John tries to see Brainbridge, but the officer doesn't like him, doesn't want to help him. Um, but then we find out that Brainbridge has been stabbed inside uh, his shower. 
um, and no one knows how. Um, John convinces the offer to, officer to let him check him out, that he's a doctor, um, and we find out that Brainbridge is still alive. Yes. So lucky for them, they listen to John. Yes. Um, so we cut back to the actual speech, and he asks the audience, you know, what is, what is the one true thing that we found out of this? And people are thinking they're trying to solve the case. Uh, Lestrade says um, it was a dwarf in the uh, air ducts. Um, and, uh, and Sherlock, Sherlock, Sherlock just shakes his head. Yes. Uh, he says, brilliant. Really? No. Um, <laughs> Molly's boyfriend says it was a meat uh, and bone dagger that broke off inside of him. And um, Sherlock asked him to sit down. <laughs> Please sit down. Um, you're, you're embarrassing me. But he says, no, it's John. John's, I might uh, solve murders, but John saves lives. Um, and I thought that was a, a sweet little touch there. He kept giving John compliments during the whole speech, which mm-hmm. was nice. Um, we then go to the story of the Mayfly Man, which is their stag night, or uh, <laughs> the bachelor party, I guess, as uh, some Americans would call their it. Their two-hour extravaganza. Yes. <laughs> uh, but his goal is to have a drink at every street they have found a corpse, which is very touching and uh, talking to molly about the plan uh, she talks about her sex life with her boyfriend which sherlock doesn't really care for at all no um so they leave and they start going to the bars uh, drinking a specific amount of uh, beer at each stop and he has a timer for the schedule um and obviously sherlock is making some type of experiment out of it um and john really doesn't want to play along adding shots uh, to the drinks that they're drinking um but as they go along, of course, they get drunker, and Sherlock starts a drunk bar fight, which is fun. Yeah. He was able to d- duck out of the way, though. So he's still got some skills, even a little inebriated. He's Sherlock. Uh, we then go to Sherlock and uh, John Watson, who are laying drunk on their apartment steps. And to us at home, we're feeling, oh, they must have been out for hours and hours and hours. Uh, but Mrs. Hudson uh, comes in and tells him, well, you've, you've only been gone for two hours. You said you're going to be out all night. You lightweights. Or someone said lightweights who – or use that term. Not – maybe those exact words, but someone said basically something like that. Okay. Um, so then they decided to play a game of who am I uh, with John Watson being Madonna and Sherlock being himself, Sherlock Holmes. Right. Um, they're both very drunk and uh, trying to figure it out and trying to stay awake. Um, and then they get a client who comes in named Tessa. And uh, they have a tough time staying awake and keeping track. And he kind of completely ignores it, feeling very bored, until she brings up that she had a dinner with a ghost. Right. And that was exciting. So it finally piqued his interest. So we then go to uh, the person's flat, the ghost's flat. And uh, they drunk- he drunkenly stumbles around, um, cluing, for, cluing for looks. Um, and I like how the you know we always kind of see... The words kind of pop up when he's looking at things, um, and now we kind of see it from a junkie perspective. Which yeah, it's all blurry. It's, he can't focus, you know, like when you're drunk. <laughs> um, Allegedly. I, I've, I've never been drunk, so I don't know. So as he is cluing for looks, as John Watson drunkenly says it, um, he passes out. Um, so the <laughs> landlord wants to kick him out, um, but Tessa defends him, saying that uh, Sherlock and John Hamish Watson... Um, are uh, important people. Um, so he returns a favor by throwing up all over the carpet that he has passed out on. Uh, which, which is always the polite thing to do. That action lands him in jail. They wake up the next morning and Lestrade uh, takes him out. And Sherlock is upset that they wasted of one of the most interesting cases they've had in months. Well, he likes to keep his, you know, brain needs to be keep um, motivated, keep going. <laughs> Finally got a good case and he's drunk. 
So Mrs. Hudson uh, that morning makes him uh, his favorite breakfast to help uh, with the hangover. And uh, she says that uh, she won't be seeing him as much because of the marriage. Uh, John doesn't seem to think so. Um, And she tells the story of Mr. Frank Hudson and everything that he did. Um, But John uh, doesn't seem to agree with the fact that things are going to change too much now that he's getting married. We always think that. Marriage won't change me. But what happens? It changes you. There you go. Um, Sherlock. It's especially when kids are, you know, but he doesn't even see that far in the future. <laughs> he has, I mean, that hasn't even been brought up. I like the fact that they didn't bring up the fact, and also when you have kids, because we find out later on that's the in cliffhanger going on. But I like the fact they didn't bring, they didn't mention that mm-hmm. at, at all. Yeah. So no one, you're not even suspecting that. Yeah, exactly. Good writing. Very good writing. Um, not lazy writing. Not at all. Not at all. Um, so we then go to Sherlock, who is looking up Major James Sholto. Uh, but he quickly switches when uh, John Watson walks into the room, and he's at uh, idateaghost.com. <laughs> um, then we have a pretty cool scene looking into the mind of Sherlock and how he organizes things. Um, but he is in a parliament chat room uh, in his mind where he is searching through the possible people that have met with this Mayfly man. Um, on idataghost.com. So he lands on Gail, Charlotte, Robin, and Vicky, um, and he deduces uh, who it is in his chats with these people. Um, he finds that it's a Mayfly man, a man who lives for a day. Um, he steals dead man's flats and their identities uh, by looking them up in the newspaper, assuming their looks. Um, and he tests then joins the discussion. He's trying to discern what connects these people. Why is this person doing these things? Um, and he kind of deduces that he is a married man, the Mayfly man. Um, and he kind of closes all the chats out and Tessa says, have fun at the wedding. Um, so he concludes uh, their big adventures. Um, and as he concludes the speech, uh, as he's toasting, um, he says the name of both Mary and uh, John Hamish uh, Watson. And he finds out something. He drops his glass. Um, why would Tessa know his middle name? He strived to try and find his middle name for years. Um, That was also a funny scene. Yes, it was. Um, So how does she know it? Um, And how does she know the middle name? The only time he's ever had it publicly was on the invitations to the wedding. Um, Right. So then he realizes something is going on uh, or going to happen at the reception. So he needs to find the Mayfly man because the Mayfly man is in the reception or at the wedding. So he then decides to extend the speech, uh, much to your uh, delightment, right, Jack? Oh, yeah. Um, so he alerts Lestrade to lock everything Come down. Come on, we, we've, we've all been there. And uh, you're, 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 you're hungry and you're waiting for the... You're, 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 it's, come on, get, 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 get to the point, man. Well, the key is to have a good cocktail hour, so you kind of load up on all the cocktail hour stuff and then listen to the speeches, so then you get food after that. Um. So <laughs> is, that, is that the key? That's the key. That's why the cocktail hour is there. You have food then, oh, okay. then the festivities, and then food during the festivities. All right, got it. Um, but he deduces why would someone want to kill uh, a person at a wedding? Um, and he deduces that it is Major James Sholto. Um, and as he's going around, the boy says that the invisible man uh, did it, to which kind of alerts Sherlock um, that that is what happened which definitely throws him for a loop um so sherlock and john go uh they break uh the wedding for an intermission after his speech is concluded 
and uh, Mary joins him as well. Um, Sherlock doesn't remember uh, the room number, but Mary remembers. Um, so it's 2.07, they get to it, and Sholto is there, but he's locked his door in his room, um, and he doesn't want any more collateral damage uh, besides what most popular people think that he does. Um, but he makes Sherlock, and he asks Sherlock to solve uh, the pro- the problem uh, before he even opens the door. Um, so then he deduces that uh, the brain bridge, the bloody guard, um, was actually a rehearsal for the murder of James Sholto, um, and realizes that there is no man trying to come get him. He has already been murdered uh, when, with his belt, the tightness of the belt kind of throws off him being able to feel uh, being stabbed. Which is amazing. Yeah, which is pretty crazy. Which, for now on, I, I will no longer wear a belt. Or a really tight belt, I guess. No, no, i just rather my pants fall down. Cause <laughs> I, if I get stabbed, I want to know it. Mm-hmm. Well, you'll know it eventually. Yeah, but I, I want to know right away. Um, so he s- solves that he's been stabbed through the belt, um, but then Sholto uh, is questioning whether he should even save himself because he knows he's going to die. He has all these people trying to kill him. Uh, but then he convinces, uh, Sherlock convinces Sholto that he and we, because Sholto feels Sherlock and himself are very similar, would never do that to John at John's wedding. Well, also Mary said he solved the crime. You have to open the door. Yes. Yeah, she also threw that in. But I did like how John, uh, Sherlock did say what you just said about the uh, it is John's wedding. You won't do that. You know, we wouldn't do that at his wedding. Yep. Um, so another side of being human. It is. It is. Um, and him actually learning uh, human companionship, which is uh, really nice. And uh, but I do love there's a scene here that I, that I didn't bring up uh, how uh, I think it was Watson said you don't like. Uh, you're not a problem solver. You just love drama. Um, so this is it. This is the hunt. This is the chase. Solve it. Um, which I thought was pretty funny. Concur. Um, we then go to the reception after uh, Sholto has decided to uh, let John in and figure out what's going on to save him. And uh, we have Janine and Sherlock dancing, rehearsing. And uh, Sherlock... Uh, then has Lestrade bring in the photographer, um, and he solves that the man, uh, the Mayfly man, was the photographer, Jonathan Small, um, whose brother um, died in that incident with Sholto. Right, the man you don't always see his face, but he sees you, or some, some, something he wrote. He the, said something. The man is at your wedding, but is in none of the pictures, the photographer. Right, some, something like that, yeah. Um, and the reason why he kind of posed himself as this ghost was uh, to find out information um, about Sholto attending this wedding. He worked his way up through those women, found out what was going on, um, and then subbed in as a photographer um, and stabbed him through his belt while he was taking photos. And Actually, when you think about it, it's a pretty almost perfect crime. It is. It is. But I like, the, I like the whole thing, dating the ghost – where he took on people's lives and became, it was it was an amazing thing all the way through. Yes, so um, I guess when you look back at it, I guess the mystery was pretty good. Exactly, that's what watching it a second time. It did have a very good mystery in it, but it was very character driven, so it could kind of make you forget that there was a pretty big mystery to solve. Well, in the yeah, because you like I said, you you kind of got. I kept th- focusing on the belt buckles. Because they, mm-hmm. they kept focusing on, and I, but the way the story was going, I completely forgot about it until they got to the end. I, oh, no. Which I think is a testament to the writing that they did inch, interwove this very 
I mean, it's a good mystery, I think, into this very character-driven episode about Sherlock um, becoming more human um, while chasing a ghost that isn't there um, and kind of fighting with his brother's ideals and his how his brother sees things and what John has really brought to him. Uh, right. As well, it's like the, the sh- shows like this, the best part of the shows like this, for the most part, is to try and figure out the whodunit part. Mm-hmm. Is to see if you can figure it out who done it before they give you the the answer. But mm-hmm. with this, like this season especially, we said before, it's mostly they're really making Sherlock's character evolve more into a human being than mm-hmm. being just a robot. Yes, which uh, is if if they're trying to set us up for something, um, that is, I guess, the case, and that's how it is. Um, so then we go to uh, the first dance uh, with Sherlock's song, which is very nice, him playing the violin. Um, and as he kind of concludes uh, his speeches for the evening, he uh, almost spills the beans on Mary being pregnant. Yes. Um, which he deduced from Mary uh, having a higher appetite, being sick in the morning, and having now a taste aversion uh, to one that she liked before and now she doesn't like. Um and he, they're kind of freaking out at first. And then uh, Sherlock says, you know, you've had plenty of practice uh, raising uh, a baby, being me, and now you have a real one uh, to take care of. He, he even smiled. Yes. Um, but then Sherlock's a little bit sad because now it's, it's them starting their own life together. Um, and as he looks over to Janine to try and dance with her, she's already dancing with somebody. And everybody has somebody except for Sherlock. Well, uh, that was the guy that he, she was, he was came with someone else, right? I think so. Yeah, I believe that was when the, he was uh, walking around the. Uh, he called her, out, called him out, or something like that. But I think that was the guy. Um, so Sherlock lonely uh, leaves the wedding alone. Only the lonely. Which is kind of sad. It was a sad way to end the a very um, funny, upbeat episode. Yeah. To ah, poor Sherlock. So it's almost opposite of how you know we would maybe think introducing this female character that she would eventually just kind of walk off, and now it's really it's Sherlock almost kind of going away. Well, we thought after the first one, I thought okay, that when you first see her, I think we talked about it last week that she's going to put a wedge in between mm-hmm. Sherlock and John, and then you see that well, she's not trying to put a we- she's not purposely trying to put a wedge in, but it, it's, it's going life to happen. Is. It's life is going to happen that he. You know, people people move on, and when you become part of a you know a couple, mm-hmm. and then you throw kids in, you can't help but you know be pushed away from people that you might have hung out with your whole life. Mm-hmm. Life gets in the way. Yes, it is. Um, so that is it for this episode. Um, I know you kind of talk about what you thought about this episode, but I I really like this episode. Watching it again, I, I even liked it even more um, because I thought it still had a good mystery, but it did also had a lot of great character development for Sherlock and all of the characters. Um, and is it my favorite episode? No, but I'd, I'd put it up there. Um, I mean, it hasn't been that many, but I did really like this episode. <laughs> put it up there with, uh, well, you know, all the other eight of them. All, all eight of them. Yeah, all eight of them. <laughs> it's definitely in my top ten. Definitely. You know what? I can't, and we're going to have to agree 100%. It's in my top 10 also. <laughs> I, th- I thought it was very funny. And like I said, when we talk, when you talk about it more, because I've only watched it once, okay, there was more mystery to it. I think it just, maybe because I got thrown off by paying attention to what was going on basically with his speech, that you forget about the mystery part of it. Which I do like about the writing, because it most shows that uh, kind of take this mystery 
um, solving approach that's basically the focus. So then that's what you can focus on as a viewer to try and solve the mystery. Um, but it almost works as a bit of a deflection to the mystery and then you can't solve it as easily because you are being carried into this emotional journey of this character at the same time, which is better writing, I feel, um, than most of these kind of uh, procedural procedural shows that kind of figure out a case each week. Um, right. Which I think what makes this show uh, so appealing to people and kind of loved, you know, throughout the world um, is that it doesn't kind of take the easy way out. Because if it was just him trying to solve a mystery each week, it wouldn't be really different than any other type of show that does that. But it's really this, these two, John and, and Sherlock's journey, and Sherlock's kind of journey to becoming more human, um, and and John really kind of recovering from you know uh, what's happened to him in war and becoming like a normal person to a degree. Yeah, so I kind agree. Of following that journey, which I think is nice. I also like the fact too that it's not your st- stereotype. Well, you know, we're we're friends now. A woman gets involved and she puts a wedge. She purposely goes out and puts a wedge in between, you know, the friendship. She's actually trying to keep the friendship intact mm-hmm. and the partnership intact, but you can see it is starting to. He is going to have to. Something's going to happen where he, they can't be. You know, where Sherlock's going to realize he can't be part of John's life twenty four seven. Yeah, and it's not her doing it intentionally. Yep. Whereas most stereotypical shows, it would be the woman going in and being the bad, the bad person of the show that she's separating the two. Guys. You know, most shows do that. The easy way out, kind of. The easy way out. No, she's doing. They're doing it, showing that it's just that's how life is. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily go out intending to do it, but it's just the way, just the way it is. Mm-hmm. So I do like that that aspect of it. Well, very, very cool. It is now time for some listener feedback. We've got a phone call and an email to get into. Uh, So, Jack, what do you say we get into it? I say we do it. All right, here we go. Hey, Jay and Jack. This is Brad in cold Chicago. Hey, I got a couple of comments on Sherlock, and I've just seen the first episode um, uh, of the third season. So I've not seen any spoilers, but my theory... Crackpot uh, theory, or maybe my elementary theory, is that uh, Mary is a follower. Um, No question. She is definitely a follower. And uh, I think they're going to do a cross-promotion with uh, Kevin Bacon in the uh, next episode. Um, Besides that, I have a question. I'm I'm surprised I haven't heard anything about Moriarty uh, and his being alive or not being alive. And, you know, he's the ultimate villain, so... I think uh, I think he's still alive, but you know a couple of the theories that they showed on how Sherlock survived the fall had to do with him blowing up uh, his, his head. So curious what you guys think about that, and uh, I will stay tuned for the next episode. Thanks, guys. All right, thank you for those calls. So, okay. Or call, I should say. Um, so, what do you what do you think about that first? Uh, Mary being a follower, meaning she's kind of a fan of them. Maybe that's why. You know, I never thought about that, but that could be. But right when he said follower, I, I right away thought, like he said the following. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she, you know, she she does seem to be. Uh-huh. You know, she, does, she doesn't seem to have a problem with Sherlock. We've said already the last two episodes, but I didn't think about that, but that could be right. Yep. Uh, and what do you think about uh, Moriarty? Mori- it's kind of we kind of he's dead, 
right? Because we saw him blow his brains out. Um, that one I think is tougher to fake than. But like off they, the building. they they said they said that you know they didn't they say in the last episode, the first episode of this season, it's magic. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's ways that they could he could have you know they do it in the movie. It could be like all movie, you know, where they has an exploding pack that it was a blank and. Mm-hmm. Of course, you can't put a blank too close to your, your. I mean, I guess there's ways around it that they could have. They could explain it. Um, I'm going to say no, but I think they could. They could probably explain it that he is alive. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to say no. Um, but it is. It is interesting that you know Moriarty in the books is his biggest villain. It's like his, his Joker. His right. Uh, Arch nemesis. Uh, I mean, if sure, if Sherlock could, if they can explain Sherlock f- surviving the fall, they could definitely explain Moriarty still being alive. But would the fans accept it? Well, so I know yeah, there exactly. were pe- there were people upset by the way that Sherlock was alive. Mm-hmm. Some people didn't find that believable. So, to go one more step, would you want to cross that line and say, "Well, he's alive, and this is what happened"? I mean, what would what or, would you want to see? I guess. I at this point I hope he's dead, mm-hmm. but they do such a good job of the the writing is is it's such a smartly written show and it like it's not it's only three episodes per season or per year or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't necessarily have a problem if they did bring him back, but it better not be like it was his twin brother or <laughs> something something like that. If they could explain something that like movie because once he blows his brains out, Sherlock does turn around. Yeah, and we don't really we don't see we don't, him after that. We don't see him laying there dead, so there they could be explained. Mm-hmm. If we would have saw him because it was Sherlock, we we see him laying there after into season two. We see him there at the bottom, dead. Yeah, we assume, and we're wondering how they're going to explain this. Moriarty, I guess they they could explain it in a way that would work, but as of now, I didn't even think about it. I just thought, okay, well, he's dead. Mm-hmm. It's a shame because he is such a uh, he's. I love the actor clever. that plays him. It's done really well. Yeah, but he was out at this point though he was outsmarted. Mm-hmm. Up until that point he was you thought that you assumed that he was getting the best of Sherlock. Yeah. He's already proven he can't get the best of Sherlock. So what's the point of bringing him back? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess bringing him back could show that maybe Sherlock didn't get the best of him to a degree if he's not dead. I guess, but then it gets to the point. It's almost being like a typical too repetitive. It just it, it's like okay, come on. You have it. You have other characters. There's other evil villains out there. <laughs> you can go so you can go another direction. Sure, sure. Um, all right. Well, thank you for the call. Let's get into uh, the email uh, that we got from Greg um, with comments specifically about the sign of three. Um, it says, hey, Jane, Jack, this episode was even funnier and more enjoyable than last week. I hope some more people will be sending in feedback along me this week. Um, this was one of my favorite Sherlock episodes. It was such pure joy to watch. Here are some thoughts or questions I had. I thought it was great to see Mary and Sherlock being friends uh, from playing the wedding together to their shared moment together when Major Sholto showed up and when John went to say hello. I really liked how Mary reassured Sherlock by telling him that neither of them were his first. Um, John has... <laughs> His, uh, John has had good friends in the past, like Sholto before Sherlock, and we have seen uh, many of the many girls that came before Mary. They are the ones closest to him today, so it's okay. 
and Mary and Sherlock's friendship can deepen sharing that fact. I just love how they have handled these three characters all together, especially when all three of them run off to help the major together. What are your thoughts there? Yeah, I agree. It was it was a very it was a fun episode. I didn't take a lot of notes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it got to a point where I just stopped taking notes and just kind of watched it. Mm-hmm. So it was it was enjoyable. And like I said, I, maybe my first initial reaction wasn't there wasn't a lot of mystery. But then when we re- did the recap, I go, well, maybe there was. Maybe I was too harsh on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, definitely enjoyed it. That was a fun episode. Like I said, Mary being part of the gang now. Maybe like I said, Brad. Maybe she was a follower the whole time and. And that's it. But she she definitely is friends with Sherlock, and we'll see how it goes once the baby comes into the into play. Yes, um, the stag party was probably the highlight uh, for just straight up laughter for me. Uh, from a drunk Sherlock almost getting in a fight over Ash to their interactions at <laughs> Baker Street uh, during their game and everything at the loft of the guy who had died. He's cluing for looks, and all the drunken dunctions killed me. Egg question mark chair uh, question mark city thing. Um, they really went for it and it paid off. Uh, what was the most fun part for you guys? What was your uh, favorite fun part? I, I like the kid. Yes. The, the, the ring bearer. I just thought it was funny how he comes up and it's so out of character for anyone to hug Sherlock. And the kid, and you find out the back, also actually the, the, the former boyfriend also. Because you don't just sit, like a typical show would just say, there'd be some kind of friction there that you wouldn't really explain why. They go into detail. Of course, they also have the time because it's an hour and a half, hour, 45-minute episode. They have the time to do mm-hmm. something like that. But I like the fact that they went back and showed why the ex-boyfriend was yeah. hesitant to, to give her a hug and kiss and, and how the ring bearer was because he was, you know, he showed the kid. The kid had an interest, the same interest that Sherlock had in crime. So mm-hmm. I think that was probably my favorite part. Awesome. Um, and did you guys notice that Molly was the only one to notice that Sherlock was leaving early? That's a nice callback to a previous episode where she talks about how she can see Sherlock looking sad when he thinks no one else is looking. Uh, yeah. Um, and what are your thoughts about how different this series has been so far rather than having the case or mystery be the driving point and it's, uh, intensely, uh, it is intensely character-focused? We have gotten to know and understand Sherlock and how he thinks to such a deeper level than ever before. Do you think this was a good and do you think this was good and needed or should they focus on a mystery? I personally have loved it so far, but I'm curious what you guys think. That's all for this week. Can't wait to hear your thoughts on the episode. Well, I think like you said, Jay, I guess it would get boring if it was just mystery each week. Mm -hmm. It's a different, it's a different era of television that you have to have something. The characters have to keep evolving or we get bored with the characters. Mm -hmm. Um, Because you look at Breaking Bad the characters all evolved. I mean, they were not, not the same as a, they moved on, but yeah, I, I'm cool with it. I mean, it was, it was a lot of fun watching it. It's not boring. I mean, for a long ep, it's, it's like, it is like a good movie where you're watching and you're, you're laughing and, and still have the mystery. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm okay with what direction they're going. Yeah. I mean, I think what's, I, I really like it again to me. It's, I understand, I can understand where people would uh, get it. So that maybe it's not as mystery focused, but again, looking back on this episode, there definitely was a mystery in it. Just had a different angle by looking at it, or the the lens was a different viewing lens for it. Um, but I do really like this season. Um, Greg, thank you for that email. Really appreciate it. If anybody else wants to call or send us emails, uh, send uh, email to lostpodcast at gmail dot com. Once again, it's lostpodcast at gmail dot com, and uh, give us a call at two zero six three zero nine zero. 
311. Um, Call anytime. We have the last episode of this series coming up um, this Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday. Or can I say Super Bowl Sunday? The big game. The big um, game. And uh, should be uh, a lot of fun concluding this series. Which will get higher ratings, Super Bowl or Sherlock? Uh, I think this was an easy one to pick. Okay. Uh, Super Bowl, probably win that one. So make sure you have your DVR set. Um, so now it is time for that momentous occasion, uh, Jack's Crackpot Theory of the Week. Um, so are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Here we go. All right. We, we know in most shows, and, and this show is not t- a typical show. It, it kind of goes, beats its own drum and does its own kind of thing. But most people can't be happy. And it does seem like John and Mary are happy right now. Mm-hmm. And we find out a baby's on the way. I think something, the cliffhanger will be something happens to Mary. Uh-oh. Like I don't she's, know, I'm, I'm not she's, saying she's, something happens to her. Okay. That something. She's, you think she's going to get killed? Maybe not killed. Maybe she's, there's something's going to happen to poor Mary. Uh-huh. Which will upset John. And that's how we'll leave it. And when when does the show come back after this? Do we know? We don't know. I think I've heard rumors of BBC trying to get it back by next Christmas time or next New Year's. Um, so a year, basically a year from now. Yeah, give or take, maybe a little so bit. So we'll later. have a year to wonder if John, because last year John was, last season we thought Sherlock was dead, or we didn't. Mm-hmm. We assumed he was going to be dead. Um, or at least John thought he was dead. Yeah. And we're wondering how they're going to explain it. Well, something in that John said. Well, something's going to happen because this losing Mary would, I think, would hurt also Sherlock. Yes, because she's a he obviously has a he has a he's bonded with her. Mm-hmm. So not only would it hurt John, it would hurt Sherlock. It would hurt them both. Yes. So I think something's going to happen to Mary. I'm saying she's dead. I don't know if they go that far to kill her off. Uh huh. But I think something happens to Mary that well, she's in peril or something like that. Yeah, that it also affects doesn't always just affect John. But now we've seen Sherlock, which probably before the season started wouldn't have affected him too much. Mm-hmm. He would have been able to block it out. It would have, it'll affect him in a way emotionally that he's probably never experienced before. Well, that's a fairly dark and sad crackpot theory, but. <laughs> Well, it just it's what else would they it's it's got I mean ha- you're right. Why else why else show why they're so chummy and like you know they're friends and stuff like that and Sherlock and would they, care, you know. And his his emotions have evolved whereas if it happened season 2 if Mary would Okay, she, what's the problem, John? You can go find another woman. Mm-hmm. Basically basically it would be John's but now he knows they're pregnant. He knows they're going to have a baby. Something happens to her. He's he ha- like I said he has a bond with her now. Mm-hmm. And we see now that he's human. It's just not one of those lazy writing thing where all of a sudden now he's he's affected by it. Where we can see that he's evolved as a person. Yeah, where he is affected. Even when he sees um, the bridesmaid dancing with the guy, he 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 was a little sad because mm-hmm. he was he was kind of flirting with her. Yeah, and in his way, he was flirting with her when he he was going to go. I think he was going to go ask her to dance. But I think sees, so. Yeah, he sees her dance. It affected him. Mm-hmm. And we've seen him kind of be affected by Molly with her her new boyfriend, stuff like that. He's, yeah. So something's going to happen where he shows some emotion. And the, the only thing that could be, it'd be Mary. I like that. It's a good ankle. So we'll see. All right. So that is your crackpot theory end? I'm sticking to it right. until proven wrong. But <laughs> since I've never been wrong. It never. Hasn't been, it hasn't been proven yet. 
All right. Well, that is it for this week's Sherlock with Jay and Jack. Um, join us next week for the conclusion to Series 3. Um, and it should be an exciting conclusion, uh, I am sure. Uh, so until then, give us a call at 206-309-0311. Call any time. So, yes, 206-309-0311. Call any questions with your comments and or theories. And uh, email us at lostpodcast at gmail.com. Once again, it's lostpodcast at gmail. Uh, as you can see, having the feedback makes it so much uh, fun to talk with. So please send those in once you watch the episode. Also, uh, changes your opinion. I mean, I never thought about her being a follower. Yeah, stuff like that. so you, you just different things and feedback is cool. It's good. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. Uh, so I'm sorry I sound all nasally. I'm all congested. I don't know why. See, it's from all that snowboarding you did yesterday. Is that what it was? Catching pneumonia because it's so cold. <laughs> um. <laughs> Because your, your I, I can't e- I can't even hear right now. I'm trying to hear, but I'm dang all, all congested. Um, join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash J and Jack group uh, for fun TV show discussions on all sorts of television and more. Uh, also, listen to our other podcasts. Uh, well, you currently <laughs> listen to Sherlock, but definitely listen to Justified with J and Jack, Downton Abbey with Jack and Cindy, uh, Sports Talk with Three Stupid Guys, uh, J and Jack TV, Married Man Show, and more. Um, until then, we will see you guys next time. Hasta luego and goodbye. Bye.